0: a very good song choice this week Dan because it is getting pretty hot and heavy in here in the league
1: it, it really I... is it's I mean things are tightening up we've got um some Pieces that are becoming a little bit more far-fledged, but for one division it's getting hot, and for another division it's maybe getting super ice cold.
0: Hmm. We got a lot of trades heating up this week too. I mean, it was you know not uh, a lot of stuff happened, but a good amount of stuff happened this week. Yeah, I think mean, we got. Uh, we it might not be the longest pod. It's definitely not
1: not going to be the shortest, but we got some stuff to talk about. And we are just a duo tonight.
0: We are. It's just you, you know, you and me, Dan. The the original the OG, me. Always going to be there. Always. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We'll never let you down. We'll never break your heart. Like, oh,
1: get a little Rick roll in there. I love it.
0: <laughs>
1: and that's that's, that's you know right. I'm a little bit more sober than normal because I caught the Rick roll.
0: This is true. But can you catch it in 40 minutes will be the real oh, yeah. question.
1: I will. 100 percent.
0: You will. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, well, I'll hold you to that. And, um, but all right let's jump in we've got four trades to go over this week uh of course then we'll talk about you know first week of out of conference games happened last week we'll talk about what went down spoiler alert the avengers kicked ass uh and then of course we'll we'll jump into week seven matchups and run through those real quick sound good dan let's fucking roll all right let's do it um and to start we have four trades and Jerry really kept things going hot and heavy this week. He was involved in three of the four deals. So, of course, we're going to start with Jerry. Jerry and Stefan got together for a deal. And on this one, Stefan receives Ramondre Stevenson, Jalen Hyatt, and a 2026 first round draft pick that is Adams. And in return, Jerry got uh, David Montgomery, Cade Otten, and a 2025 second that is Adams. And of course, the obligatory one dollar in Fab, Dan. What are your thoughts on this deal? God bless one dollar in Fab. No, I mean, so I mean, there's,
1: <laughs> I mean, this is a decent running back that gets moved, yeah. and it's not the guy that's producing, but it's a guy that's been lack of producing. in you know, Ramondre Stevenson, this is the best offensive weapon that the Patriots have, and
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: been less. Which is a low bar to clear. Yeah, correct. I mean, RB twenty one.
0: Yep. It,
1: it, He he has a decent lineup for the ability to be effective the rest of the way here, but this offense is going to run through him. And if he sucks, this whole offense sucks. Mac Jones, and this sucks to say, is not the option. Smith, Schuster, Parker, Kendrick Bourne, less than ideal. So this Mm -hmm. is the, I mean, Hunter Henry's been obviously the the star of this, but that's because you can't put 11 guys in the box and pray that somebody catches a ball. Yeah. Um, but uh, you look at the flip side in David Montgomery, who, with the Jameer Gibbs injury, has been – he has to take over. Yep. Um, he's RB14. So Jerry gets a guy that has threats to his situation but has produced. And I think that's kind of the interesting piece. And when we look at K-Dotten and Jalen Hyatt, I mean, obviously, the Giants offense is just a fucking dumpster fire as well. And K-Dotten plays in a Baker-Mayfield offense. So – It's where do you find the excitement? It's a 26 first for a 25 second, a dollar in fab. I'm kind of meh overall in this trade. I think for a win now piece, Jerry gets a little bit better here. And Stefan gets what you hope is going to be a guy that's going to be the future in new England. Um, He is 25. He is in his third year. Um, Stefan getting the 26 pick is, I mean, what's that $300 out? Yeah, potentially. Um, I am I, not thrilled about either side, but I think Jerry gets the opportunity to win now um, simply because Montgomery gets the opportunities and Otten is the guy that's going to be there. Stevenson is, should get the opportunities, but I don't know if I, I don't trust Jalen and as far as I could throw Mac Jones or I'm sorry, not Mac Jones, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of, eh, to me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, so Montgomery is obviously like the going into this week, right? You know unfortunately he got injured so it's a bit hard uh, to truly look at things right now because we it seems like he's probably gonna miss a game or two. Um, but Montgomery was definitely like the main piece here and he's been awesome, you know this year. Um, but the injuries are starting to pile up. you know, he missed, I believe it was week two um, or week three it looks like, and then left this one early. I mean, you know, is this a sign of him you know not being able to be durable? I don't know. Um, But when he was on the field and playing full games, I mean, he was just absolutely crushing it. Um, So I understand for Jerry, you know, with Ramondre Stevenson, who's been disappointing, you know, wanting to upgrade that. I do think this is a little bit of a steep cost to play. Um, Stevenson has been disappointing this year, but I think there's, you know, that whole offense has been. So the question is, is it Stevenson's fault or is it everyone's around him fault? I mean, Given how, well, how we saw Stevenson produce last year, I might lean that it's more of an everyone-around-him issue than just him. Uh Jalen Hyland, I mean, he was the top-performing wide receiver in last year's college football, you know, run those top awards. He did go in the third round, and he is with the Giants, but I think, like, you know, we see rookies take time. So I, I don't think he's as much as a throw-in as you're kind of alluding to, Um and then the first, you know, getting a first, you know, versus second, they're both Adams. One's a year earlier and the second. Like I think the first is clearly the best piece. You know, I know it's a year earlier, but like there is just such a gigantic difference between a first and a second, especially when it's the same team and we look at Adam Squad, who, you know, isn't doing great this year, but like, where is he gonna be a year from now, two years from now? Um, so I think it's a steep price for Jerry to pay. Um, and Stefan got I think just much more like well-rounded assets, and then obviously, you know, with the Monte injury, it's you know that's just a shame, you know, unfortunate for Jerry that he's dealing with that right now.
1: It's a it's a tough sled, and I mean, it's obviously injuries are a part of this league and yep. what what everybody experiences. But yeah, it's I mean, from a Gibbs owner, this is this is Jerry capitalizing on the Gibbs injury and yeah. trying to say that hey, I think that this is going to help me win now, where he's tied for fourth uh losing by
0: 165 points overall
1: mm-hmm. but scared money don't make money
0: yeah has definitely been one of the most aggressive teams you know we've seen and we're going to continue to see but a lot of trades he's continued to like you know just say go for it you know he wants to make the playoffs you know and he wants to you know go far and you know we'll see how that plays out for him uh, anything else with this uh, Jare and Stefan deal before we move on? Nope. Let's go ahead and cover the next one. And surprise, surprise, Jare and Stefan are back at it. And in this one, Stefan received a 2024 first, that is Adams, a 2024 second, that is Sam's, Ronnie Bell, um, of course, the accustomed $1 in Fab, and in return, Jerry gets Kirk Cousins. Dan, what are your thoughts on this deal? So
1: so I think this is the point in time where Jerry's worked so hard to acquire draft capital Mm -hmm. that Jerry is now at the point in time where he's spending that capital to say, Hey, like I'm going to go and I'm going to go now. And just being a game out of catching you in the three spot, this is Jerry's ability to say, Hey, Justin Fields at QB nine has been super inconsistent. So let me move up to QB eight and Pray that I can get through four to six weeks with no Justin Jefferson and get Kirk Cousins in here. And Kirk Cousins does play um, in the same division, obviously, as Justin Fields, so they both have some of the same opponents. Um, mm-hmm. Homer, way kind of varies on that. But Brock Purdy's been very decent, so that gives Jerry a, a base piece here. And obviously the Tannehill injury, he going out on bye this week. But Jerry's got four starting QBs, and that's that's kind of where it is. And he buys Cousins in a week where – Um, Justin Fields goes down, not expected to, not expected to play. So this keeps Jerry competitive. It's a tough, tough price to pay to go up and get this guy. Mm -hmm. But Jerry does have the draft capital to say, Hey, you know what? I I've acquired this. Let me make sure myself is relevant and be able to spend it to compete. And I, I respect the play. Is it where I think the the best use of capital could have gone? Probably not. yeah, but at the same point in time, i I don't know if I I, I mean I fault it to an extent, yeah, but I don't I don't again, another eh piece to me, Kirk Cousins doesn't get me going, oh my God, Kirk Cousins. but yeah. Kirk Cousins is also q b eight, so I have to value the fact that he does have offensive weapons and not having Justin Jefferson where he comes out that and might he be Chicago one. and puts yeah. up seven points and a very yeah. gettable defense.
0: Yeah.
1: And now you come into week seven against San Francisco. Oof, mm-hmm. That's a, that's some tough sled, especially because you don't have Justin Fields or Tannehill this week.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Jared needed the quarterback, you know, given the situation. Um, so I, I totally get it. And I think like, you know, with deals you know, sometimes you have to look at it with a different, like, lens, right? Like, it's not always, you know, sometimes you are going to do a more short-sighted move, and usually those are going to air towards, like, the more win-now trades, like, the more, you know, needing to fill a spot. Um, and I think, obviously, Jerry, you know, Fields, he had two nice weeks before that, but it was against some of the worst defenses in the NFL. And, you know, when he came up against an actual NFL defense, he didn't do too hot, and now he's injured. You know, I think Jerry realized probably smartly that, if he wants to make the playoffs relying on fields and even Purdy to some extent i think he might be a matchup play you know he needed another option and cousins to his point prior to the jeff justin jefferson injury has been awesome um i think for me it, it is a little bit of an overpay um but again if you're doing like a win now trade sometimes that's what you have to do and especially when you have like a premier position like the quarterback you know y- you really have almost no choice um, I think the one thing that really scares me about this trade for, for Jerry is, like, this has really, really bad blowout potential. Yeah. And what I mean by that is Adams first. So let's talk about, like, we're not going to go, like, in-depth. Like, right now, you know, when you look at the the Justice League, as of today, it would just be two teams in the playoffs. Adam would be one of those two teams. But now this is, you know, it looks like he's going to go another, what, three, four, five weeks without Justin Jefferson. If he falls out of the playoffs, do you want to know where his pick would be? Right now, it would be it would be fourth. And he is less than 20 points behind, I believe, Chris for the third overall pick. So this could be like in some like sick cruel fate. What if he traded like Kirk Cousins for Marvin Harrison Jr. Or Drake Mayer, you know, QB2, wide receiver one, Brock Bowers. I mean, this could be a really, really, really sexy first. And I don't think it's like a pie in the sky when you look at, like, Adam's team Um, possibility of happening. Obviously, it's a very weak division, so you're not counting it out. But I I do think there is a possibility here. And that's just something that scares me. And, you know, for Stefan, that's, I mean, this might be like the best piece, you know, trade piece moved, like, for a rebuilding type team. Um, So that's just something to keep an eye on. Yep. Nope, I agree. All right, anything else in this deal before we move on? No, let's keep her rolling here. All right, Jer's third deal, huh? it involved me. And in this deal, Jerry got Brian Brian Robinson, a uh, 2025 third-round pick that is Nick Roos. And in return, I got a 2024 first, that is Sam's and Hunter Renfro. Uh, Dan, do you want to give your thoughts or you want me to give my perspective first?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll jump in here. I think this is uh, a okay. 100% a
0: depth play. And yep. I
1: think it's an overplay for depth. Obviously, Jerry's coming in this week. No Derrick Henry. Yeah. He does. Montgomery does have a questionable status, but I think he's going to be good to go. But, I mean, when you look at starting like a guy like Rashid Shaheed, who yeah. did have a good week last week, but he's been so bipolar. Great yep. week one, average week two, below average next three weeks, and then a good week, week six. You don't feel great there. You look at starting a guy like Rasheed Rice who did have, uh, He said four weeks over 10, no week over 14. Yeah. Um, Brian Robinson, though, on the flip side, one week over 20, two weeks, one, two, three weeks over 10, but under 14. And there, and I think the, the Washington offense is interesting. I don't think Sam Howell's done a bad job allocating where these pieces go. But with that being said, mm-hmm. the upcoming schedule, at the Giants, gettable. Philly's been vulnerable. New England has been vulnerable. Seattle, vulnerable. Giants, again, vulnerable. Week 12 against Dallas is the first time where I think they see a challenging defense. And that kind of gives fun. Jerry a little bit of upside to say this is a better flex play than starting Rashid Sheehan or, or Rasheed Rice. Um, giving up a first to do it. Granted, this is a, a 24-year-old what, second what year in the league running back. Yep you pay for youth, you pay for a premium. I, I hate it, but don't hate it. Like Jerry's Jerry's hundred percent covering his ass for this week.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, I think from my perspective, it's uh, when I look at my team, you know, obviously I've, you know, I've got some good tight ends. I think I have some good wide receivers. Like I think more times than not, I'm just starting to running backs. And at the end of the day, after tony pollard i don't think there's a lot of difference between brian robinson you know current form jameer gibbs but i know there's upside there uh jerome ford um so we played this game of dynasty and if you're not kind of like steadily churning out some of those pieces that don't make sense for your team um and getting you know draft picks you know because draft picks everyone loves draft picks there might only be Three teams in the league that like Brian Robinson, but there's 12 teams that like first round draft picks. So this gives me more flexibility for you know maybe I can move for a win now piece you know in the coming weeks, or I could save it for the off and trade it, or you know just make the pick itself. So I think this gives me a little bit more flexibility um, at the same time not hurting me too much in the short term. Um, so that's that was my logic here.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's 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 an interesting. These are we talked a lot over the last couple trades about just some not some big names, but some just very interesting names and situations that we've kind of seen play out.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's definitely, you know, we always want to see like the fireworks, like the Tyree kills, you know, Devonte Adams, Saquon Barkley's, you know, so on and so forth. Like those guys getting traded, Jalen Hurts, you know, the list goes on, but like, sometimes it is like these guys that are you know, right below, like, that superstar status that get moved. And, you know, they could end up playing, like, a big role down the stretch for some of these teams to, you know, could be the difference between making or missing the playoffs. Yep. All right. We just had another of the fourth trade go down a couple hours ago in the league. And this was a little baby one between Steve and Kevin. And this one, Kevin received Cedric Tillman. And in return, Steve received a 2024 third-round draft pick that is Armand's. Dan, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I don't fucking give a shit about this trade. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's like we're talking about a guy that Amari plays behind Amari Cooper, Elijah yeah. Moore, and DPJ. Granted, he is a rookie. Okay, there's some value yeah. to that. But, I mean, Steve continues to clear the fact that he's not going to score points. He gets a third back for it. Um, whose third
0: is it, by the way? It is Armand's.
1: Okay, so, I mean, and Armand is sitting at...
0: Armand would be in the playoffs, you know, would yep. be the fourth team, so it would be, you know, middle, middle league. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think I've wasted too much oxygen on this train as it is. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, okay, we got a rookie, but, I mean, this offense is fucking awful. It's awful. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a better word to describe it than
0: awful. Well, it's a run-heavy offense right now. Um, without their best running back yeah but they're still you know being successful in the run game um believe it or not um stuff well, uh, pretty good yeah yeah both i mean even Ford. Well, um, yeah
1: and ford yeah and he might i mean Hunt might even play this week
0: yeah definitely i mean i think for me you know for steve he shed some points even though tillman hasn't done much you basically re-roll, you get a new third, you draft a Tillman at the end of the third, you're going to probably get like a mid to late third back. Um, for Kevin, I, I don't entirely get this. Um, I think if anything, this magnifies probably the disappointment after moving um, Adam Thielen for basically a third. Um, yeah. But I mean, who who would have saw that coming? I mean, the, I mean, I guess Nick did. But Thielen, you know, continuing to be like that great. Um, but for Kevin, I, I don't really get this. I mean, unless he sees something with Tillman to be optimistic about, it just seems like, uh, to be honest, like setting the third round pick on fire. Um, for Steve, uh, I'm a fan. For Kevin, I yeah, I don't know.
1: Okay, so looking at Kevin's roster, okay, yeah. Cedric Tillman or Devin Singletary.
0: Um, what is this in question of like who I would rather have? Who
1: would, who would you rather start if you have to start one of those guys? I mean, Singletary. So Cedric Tillman or Van Jefferson? Gun to my head. Yep. That's where it
0: is. I mean, that's what I would rather do. I would rather shoot myself than have to choose between those two.
1: Cedric Tillman or Michael Carter?
0: Again, gun to my head. I don't want to start either of those guys.
1: And, th- and that's where, like, this doesn't make a lot of sense for Kevin's team. He's basically getting yeah. guys that are on par with what he has right now.
0: Well, I'm I i I'm assuming this is probably a long-term play for Kevin and feels a bit more maybe optimistic about him because there's, the there's, rookie, no, yep. yeah, there's no way that he's expecting to start Tillman now or in, like, the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, maybe he feels optimistic about, like, his progression and developing into a guy. I mean, Am- Amari Cooper is getting up there in age. And, you know, Elijah Moore, DPJ, I and mean, even David Njoku, like, these aren't necessarily, like, world beaters. Um, but at the same time, too, if they're not world beaters, like, why isn't Tillman asserting himself, So, it's one of those, like, chicken or the egg things. Like, what's what's going to be the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back and, like, get him over the top? Maybe he just sucks. I don't know. Um, but it, it's definitely a longer-term play for Kevin. I, I just don't. I don't like wasting thirds. I I feel like so many people in this league, you know, are like, oh, I only care about first. But, like, we constantly see guys, obviously, in the second. And then even in the third and fourth, like, there are still, like, players that, you know, get drafted. And it's not a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. And it's, like, just a lottery, like, on who those players are going to work out. But, like, it it is routinely happening. And for someone like Steve, who's, you know, rebuilding, and, you know, I, I do think... I don't think Tillman's going to be anything, but I'm not going to completely write him off. But I think for like Steve to just re roll it right now and get another third and being like, well, didn't work out, but I'm going to try again in like six months and see what happens. And, you know, sometimes it's best to cut those losses early and recoup some value than sit on it and, you know, wait and basically, you know, have to throw this guy to the waivers because no one thinks he's good and he didn't do anything. So.
1: And, and it's it's curious too with the when you acquire draft picks versus players, mm-hmm. who you have to drop to be able to draft is the other piece yeah, sure. This is this is a droppable piece that could potentially come into play depending on what is being received um and what draft capital does look like.
0: Yeah, actually I'm really hold up, I gotta count this.
1: Okay, all right, holding on. Creating small soft sense comments,
0: making sure this is all sensual <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to guess how many picks Steve has in next year's draft class?
1: Oh, I it's OK. So there's four rounds of 12. So there's 48 draft picks.
0: Yep. Steve has. 17. <laughs> You're exactly right. He is Holy 17, shit. He has 17 picks. Third Over a third of the draft belongs to Steve. We only have 30 roster spots. So that is like almost 60 percent of his roster. Like he has to drop now, you know, he's probably gonna trade up, you know, maybe trade back, you know, consolidate or something. But like, man, Steve is gonna have like a brand new team six months from now. Um, that's you know that and it makes sense, obviously, right? Because there's you know, Tajay Spears, Johan Dotson, last week, Mingo, Kincaid, Mims, like there's probably barely ten guys in this roster that you want to have, so th- there's certainly no issues with cutting people, but um, just just crazy to see them, you know, also amount of volume.
1: Unscripted, I had no idea that question was going to be asked. This is the content
0: you guys fucking are here for. This is what happens when you get this sober. This is the Dan. good he's, shit. Yep, sober Dan is like the, you know, the the genius that just has no idea that he's the genius.
1: Well, I'm gonna celebrate by having another drink out of my not so sober Dan drink. And mm-hmm. uh, we can figure out where we're gonna go from here,
0: all right. well, um, anything else with trades in general before we move on uh, to the next ses- section, Daniel?
1: Let's go to the next
0: section. Good job doing trades, everybody, yeah, let's keep it rolling. I mean, it's fun. I mean, we're into week seven, you know,'re basically, you know, after this week, we're gonna be halfway through the regular season, which just sounds crazy to say. Um, and it's time still... fucking
1: flies, man. time mm-hmm. fucking.
0: I mean, you got two kids. I mean, the' geez,
1: coming up on fucking. He's just
0: year and I years.
1: know he's gonna be fucking walking and running and tackling mm-hmm. Isaac and just fucking beating the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. cousin cousin Vinny's a fucking linebacker.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Also, uh, are we
1: having a are we having a birthday party? What the fuck's going on?
0: Um, I need an invite. of we'll, we'll, you guys can we'll fuck off. This outline. is per-
1: okay, perfect. That's what I needed to hear. All you other guys suck because you don't get invited.
0: All right. Well, let's jump on <laughs> to um. You know, this is going to kind of be a recurring thing because I think it's something that we didn't think was going to be possible because of how obscure and like difficult like the threshold we thought was. Avengers, but the time, Avengers. Yes. Avengers.
1: But at the same time,
0: the Justice League has, you know, shat the bad, and we thought they would be bad, but like they are like bad, bad. Um, Justice or Avengers went eleven and one last week zane freaking zane beat kevin zane is the only one that didn't get a. zane got one point which hey that is all any of us could ever root for he didn't get the top six the only person in the um avengers or excuse me the justice league division that got a point was stefan he finished in the top six but um that is that ain't good if you're someone in the justice league hoping to make the playoffs Oh, and we talked
1: last week, too. I mean, like, what does it take to have this 4 and 2 thing come into pure reality? This literally says 11 points for, one point against.
0: Fuck you, Zane, for not fucking taking care of business. But Oh, Zane took care of business. Because if you'll remember, we penciled Zane in for, like, no points in these four weeks. So the fact that Zane somehow got one point and was not scheduled to play Steve or Chris at all, yeah, he did it against Kevin the team that was leading the division and still is um, that's really impressive.
1: I mean, not to foreshadow it, but his fucking matchup this week looks fucking juicy.
0: I was thinking that too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I mean, so obviously, so right now, if the season ended, there would be four teams that make the playoffs in the Avengers. It would be Nick Ruth, Sam, myself, and Armand, and only two teams in the justice league, Kevin and Adam. Um, you know, we've talked about, or I think last week, you kind of, the consensus was that 75% of the points. Um, so that meant, you know, over 48 points, we needed um, to see about 36 points. Um, nice job with the a, calculator work there. Yeah. The ski types <laughs> We needed about 36 points to happen. Um, and you got 11. Yeah, we got 11. So that means over the next three weeks, we just need 25 points, which is basically about eight a week. Um, yeah. How how are we feeling? Is it more likely? Is it still unlikely? Do you think it'll happen? Um, is four teams going to get into the playoffs in no, the Avengers?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I think that starting off with 11 points, Yeah. there's there's no doubt in my mind that this couldn't be done potentially by week three. If you guys take eight or nine this week
0: mm-hmm. and
1: be good with it, I think there's a couple matchups that we're going to talk about that could very well push in that direction. Yep. I mean, this is this is one of those pieces. And I mean, obviously, so just to hash it out, because we're gonna this was pinned and we're going to talk about this. Top team in each division continues to keep their bye. You should not be yes. penalized because you're the best team on that fucking side. And it is what it is. Yes. But three through six is going to be based on
0: what is it? Are we going record? Or It's basically going to be just how like the normal playoff seedings are. So the first thing will be your record. And then if there's a tiebreaker needed, it'll be points scored. Yep. So as of today, the two through three would be. Sam would be, or excuse me, the three through six would be Sam would be the three seed. I would be the fourth seed. Armand would be the fifth seed. And Adam would be the sixth seed.
1: And I, I like that. I mean, this is one of those rewards for it being so lopsided. And this is where we can have the discussion about divisions versus no divisions. I mean, but we set this up to have some competition. And I think we just ended up where one side bought, one side sold. Mm -hmm. And we hope that it evens itself out. We hope that Steve, with 17 fucking draft picks, says, I'm going to fucking buy talent in this draft. And I'm now going to come to the rise of this. And guys like Zane, who have sold, are going to be the fucking butt end of shit for the next three years. And these guys that have spent draft capital and are going to get older, come back down to earth. Yep. Yeah, it's... it's This leagues in a very unique and potentially dynamic like situation of being we got to wreck it or it's gonna come back around
0: yeah i mean the one unique thing with our league is we really do see teams that are bipolar you're either going all in or you're tanking and being in the middle class it's usually not something that happens and if it does happen like you usually stay there because there's it's really difficult to see a path out of there and I think, like, really the only team that has done it right now is Armand. Armand's team, you know, I think definitely is shocking the world right now. But um, for the most part, like, without doing, like, a full, like, punt of things and reloading, like, we've seen Sam do. We saw Nick do. We, we're we seeing, you know, Steve and um, Zane do right now. You know, that's, that's kind of the path out of it because right now everyone is, like, buying, like, for the next, you know, two to three years worth of draft picks. You know, they're going for, like, that window. And if you miss it, It's a long uphill battle to, you know, getting out of that hole, because like you said, you don't have those picks. You're going to get older and your, your value is going to deteriorate and you're not going to see the production continue unless you just have a a super stellar young core and just can kind of continually flip picks or flick flip, um, excuse me, assets and who's the drunk one now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so I don't know, I guess what I'm saying is like, it's very hard to like sustain success in this league with how basically everyone in the league operates. Um, it's usually, you know, you're setting yourself up for a short, you know, two, three, four year stretch. And then unless you've successfully kind of churned things around, like you're going to potentially bow out of things. Um, so I think you're right. Right now, the the Avengers have the upper hand, but, you know, a year or two from now, like who knows how they're sitting relative to everyone else in the justice league.
1: Yeah. I think this is where, again, where we talk about potential rule changes, potential, like what we want the future of this draft to look like, or this league to look like, I mean, yeah. this is why we forecast these things out a couple of years. So people have the ability to adapt, change, manipulate to everything. Cause anything we change is not going to be next year. It's going to be where the end of the draft picks happen, what we can forecast out and, in the event we do need to change ownership, the, the future owners understand what they're coming into.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends on the rules. Some rules, you're right, will need a, a lengthy implementation. Some, you know, need a short term. I I know we obviously implemented the fourth playoff team, you know, pretty quickly. But I think like with the the barriers that we set, which I still don't think it's a for sure thing to happen, you know. No one with a straight face can argue that a fourth team should miss the playoff if they have a better record than the team that has the first seed in the other division. I just so like again, there there's exceptions to every rule and like stipulation and stuff like that. So Um, real quick before we move on, when when you look at the Justice League right now, Kevin is seven and five, Adam is six and six, you and Stefan are both five and seven. Uh, I mean just does anyone feel like the favorite on those four teams you know how do you know you're the inside man here in that division how how do you feel it shaking out if I mean, there is the cr- just two teams
1: so the crazy part is is Stefan at five and seven has the most points scored at least what he's put forward on points four out of yeah. all of us yes he does and he's in the three seed which means he misses the playoffs yes he does um this this these are gonna be shit shows it's mm-hmm. gonna be a shit show these next three weeks. At the end of these three weeks, I feel like we will one hundred percent, without a doubt, undeniably know who the top two teams in this league are going to be, or my my drinking anarchy is going to happen and everybody's going to be fucking nine and nine, and nobody's going to fucking know what the going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, I think it will be interesting too because we're seeing, you know, Stefan right now he's not necessarily blowing it up, but I think he's probably smartly realizing that no one in this division is great, so I can kind of fine-tune things and move guys and recoup some value and think long-term. And the question is, does anyone else start doing that? Does someone start to buy? Or, you know, does someone just say fuck and just start selling and looking towards the future and, you know, maybe try to, you know, it's still early in the season, not even 50% of the way. Can you, like, position yourself know i i guess it would just be you because you have the draft pick but do you think at some point position yourself like okay i'm not going to get the first or second pick but maybe i could angle to get the third pick in this draft and you know we've talked about like the top end talent in this year's upcoming class like it's really 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 strong and i think this is a pretty good draft class overall but like the top you know you know we know what the one player or the first pick is going to be the second player probably the third player even the fourth player. And after that, I think we start seeing a little bit of a dip. But um I think that's something I have my eyes on.
1: Yeah, I think the top four picks in this league are gonna be very strong. And this is gonna dictate, especially if we go, you know, four and two, those first four picks that we're gonna see come out of, especially with three of them coming out of one division potentially, are gonna be huge.
0: And so myself four.
1: being one of them is gonna be very, very interesting. And I, I mean outside looking in dude i'm a hundred or i'm 30 30 ish points 28 points outside of having a two and a week with adam not having an no and two week of being mm-hmm. now like oh depending on what stefan does i could be okay and that's an interesting spot so i think the moves that are going to be made over the next three weeks yep. with zane and the bottom three here mm-hmm will be very, very, very interesting. And whether myself, Stefan, Adam, or... I don't think Kevin's going to sell. I think Kevin's unfortunately in the spot where he is... got enough talent that he's like, oh shit, I fucking have to make the playoffs. This is not great for me. Um, the fact that he has... Jerry's first is... he's praying is a fucking... not where he wants to be at. Mm-hmm. And then Adam saying, hey, like, I don't have shit this year. So... Please dear Christ let me win. Um and then definitely acquiring talent is gonna be interesting. It's Adam's first. So he like he kind of hope roots against Adam and he yep. hopes that between him and me we step up and take over Adam's spot. There's a lot of a lot of shit on the Justice League that's gonna be kind of hoping, and there's a lot of fucking I wanna buy in the Avengers League.
0: Yeah, I think that's like the real interesting thing right now is who blinks first of these nine teams, you know, the five the and the buyers of
1: the sellers.
0: Yeah. Well, and I don't even think it's that. I think you, right now we have five teams in the Avengers. We have those four teams. You mentioned the justice league and they might not all be like, quote unquote, like winning and like going for it, but like they're all at least tilted towards going for it. Do we see, you know, let's just use you an example. Do you at some point just be like, you know, I gave it the old college try I don't have Richardson. You know, my team has disappointed a little bit. Do I just start selling Alexander Manson, you know, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, some of these older guys that you're like, well, I don't know if they're going to be great next year, but I've got a young, you know, QB pair and like Brees Hall, like maybe it makes sense to retool and hopefully come back stronger next year. And you can run through the list and do that for everyone. Um, But someone I think is going to, go in the opposite direction and, you know, pivot very hard. And I think they maybe could be rewarded because the bottom three teams, they they don't have a lot to sell. I mean, Chris is kind of, he's a bottom three team, but Chris is very clearly, you know, wanting to ascend. He's just buying time for his team to, his young team to develop. And when you look at Steve, he has nothing. He scored 18 points last week. Um, You know, Zane, Javante Williams... I don't know that that's really probably the main piece that maybe he's looking to sell right now. Um, there's not a lot of stuff there. So I think one of these nine teams is going to probably pivot hard to selling. And I think that could have, you know, a drastic impact on things.
1: Yep. Nope. Yep. Absolutely. All
0: right. Um, anything else just on the out of conference action? You know, the four playoff teams potentially happening, you know, two playoff teams, anything before we move on.
1: No, I think this moves us right into the, all right, what do we see when it comes to matchups this week
0: and mm-hmm. who can
1: pull off Ws, who's going to finish in the top six, and how many more points can the
0: Avengers division get over the Justice League? Yep, agreed. All right, well, let's recap. Uh, so we'll jump into the matchups for the week. Yeah, and recap. So for week five, Dan, since we didn't cover that last week, I yep. went four and two, you went three and three. Uh, the difference here was you and Kevin match up. I went yep. with Kevin, you went with yourself and, you know, and yeah, to that. yep. Uh, last week, Kevin failed us. We both went five and one, uh, but Zane's upset looped large, uh, for the season. It's all squared. It's back to 27 and nine, uh, to 27 and nine, uh, we, we play it close. Um, yeah, we, we do. And fucking yeah. Ruth can suck a fat one because he doesn't
1: join us. God bless you in Stevens Point this weekend for a. Pretty sure he's up in Stevens Point for a fire, like water controlled suspension session. Um, I don't know. It's something stupid, but there's no fucking excuse. Bring your laptop, fucking hit the hotel Wi Fi and be done with it.
0: Amen to that. Um, so, yeah, so we're in week seven. Let's go through these matchups and see. I mean, I think on paper we've got some good ones, but you know, unfortunately, we also have some bad ones. Yeah. Um, so let's let's start with like an easy one. Um, Jerry is taken on Steve this week. Um, does Steve break forty this week?
1: Um, <laughs> no um, Pickens is back, which is great. Um, Skymore, I think, doesn't have any options. Luke Musgraves is interesting. Um, this is an easy Jerry Dub. Does Steve break forty? No, he doesn't. I don't. Pickens gets shut down against the Rams, and I think Skymore is irrelevant. Musgraves against—I think Musgraves is the biggest score on his team. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just, just because they're playing fucking Denver.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's either Musgrave or Pickens, and Pickens have a tough one, but we've seen Pickens go off um yeah yep. i agree with you continue to All suck
1: right. for fucking caleb williams steve appreciate that
0: taking chair as well uh let's move on sam is taking on chris this week um yeah i
1: nope not even close
0: yeah it's not chris has some tough buys he's a young team but both his rookie quarterbacks are on a buy um jamar chase is on a buy um this is sam in a runaway the fact
1: that the Eagles Miami game could finish like 77 to 70, I <laughs> think, is a legit possibility. Yeah. Um, and with the fact that Sam's so invested in that, and the fact they can go after Miami and Miami's gonna go after Philly, yep. Philly's gonna have to put up points to win, so they're gonna be very pass happy, and that's really good for Hertz, Dad Smith,
0: I think Swift out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, this is a Sam win.
0: All right, well, is Zane going to make it two for two going up against your team? <sighs> I mean, I cannot
1: go here. Yeah,
0: it's I mean, for starters, you've got some buy trouble, right?
1: Hard Mixon, buy trouble. Kyle yeah.
0: Sanders, Brees Hall, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Boyd. You know, the list kind of goes on. Um, you still have Josh Allen, which, hey, that's yeah. That giddy up. Yep. Um, but Zane, I don't even think he has anyone important on a buy. I guess Zach Wilson maybe is important for his team t higgins definitely is important higgins is the um, big one yes but this looks very close on paper um how, how are you feeling awful
1: not great yeah. atrocious mac jones against buffalo it's going to score me negative points it's not even going to be nine it's going to be <sighs> fucking negative yeah. monday night against san francisco for the giants awful tutu atwell against pittsburgh not great Wondell Robinson has a questionable tag. Josh Allen's going to play and he's going to dominate New England, and the fucking Green Bay Packers are fucking at the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Fuck my life. And that's off. Like more, most of Zane's roster is I'm going to start guys that play in Green Bay. Love Dobbs, Watson. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, I think. Uh, When I look at it, it's just can Josh Allen, you know, just crush it against the Patriots and, you know, really lift your team up? Because if not, man, I don't know. In this Uh, situation, I refuse
1: to pick against myself. I refuse to do it. I will 100% die on this hill and Mm -hmm. saying you can roast me for all it's worth. I will fucking take myself. Yeah, go ahead, pick against me. Fucking do it. Just fucking do you hesitated. Let's fucking go. I'm doing
0: Zane. I just think, you know, like you mentioned, the Packers are going up against the Broncos. You know, I don't think Jordan Love is a good quarterback, but I know sure as shit that the 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 freaking Broncos are an awful team. And I think even Jordan Love can score big on them. Um, Add to that, I mean, Michael Mayer, I mean, kind of breaking out. You know, we're seeing Atlanta resurge. Um, Drake London you know being awesome of late I think it's not going to be pretty but I think Zane is going to have a little bit of a win streak after this week all right let's move <laughs> on to yep. how about anyways thanks for fucking going there that's good yeah, I mean, we had
1: to go there eventually we had
0: go. to we had to it's I mean for starters actually neither of you have projected the score over 100 points that's no it's that's not great awful. no it's <laughs> not absolutely brutal Um, All right, let's move on to my game, uh, taking on Adam this week. Uh, How how are you feeling about this one, Dan? Very confident. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you all the way.
1: Najee Harris has been less successful. Diggs is the one piece that I think could feast. You're starting Gibbs, which has a questionable tag, so we'll see kind of what he has. And if you pivot, where's your pivot? So where do you pivot if Gibbs is no good? Is it OBJ? Michael Thomas, Thursday night, but you have to commit hard to that. Yeah. Um, Jerry Judy, like, I mean, you've got some interesting pieces where Jameer Gibbs at noon on Sunday. You got to kind of say, I'm good or I'm not good.
0: Yeah, it's probably pivot to Jerry Judy um, or, or Njoku if Watson goes. We'll see. Um, probably actually Njoku, I think, regardless is my option. Um, the but M- I need the to MPs, start a running back. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't
1: matter. No, it doesn't matter. This is a you win all the way. Um, there's just too many... Qu- uh, Darnell Mooney has been less than ideal and very irrelevant. George Kittle, you know, I own him in the league, has been he, great. You had two great weeks uh, yeah. for fucking bus, and you go against my Minnesota, so player to God that Purdy can do that. Um, but the fact that Jameson Winston is the other pivot, but take him out, fucking... Figured it out there like Jeff Wilson Should be a viable option uh, Devontae Parker Is a piece that's in there But get fucking Him out of your Line up here it's not worth it
0: Yeah I mean I think
1: Oh dude, yeah. sorry Sorry this is where the yep this is the Point where fucking trinket is kicked in Jameson Winston is on his bench it's Mahomes and Pickett <laughs> All I wasn't right. gonna correct you. Yeah, but, no, we're here. But, I I caught it. I'm done. This is where mm-hmm. we go. That's where we. We're in a good spot. I lived up to expectations.
0: Yeah, less than 40 minutes. It took about 15. Um, I think for <laughs> for Adam this week, you know, to get through it, it's obviously on the back of his studs. Um, can Mahomes, Kittle, um, Eckler, Harris, and Diggs step up and get a W? Um, the good thing, you know, Dante, Dante Foreman. Or Dante Foreman um, is probably going to have another game as the lead back. It seems like Roshan Johnson is still dealing with concussion symptoms, so it's not looking well for him. Um, and then, I mean, just the question after that is: Can Pickett, Rondell Moore, Logan Thomas, or Darnell Mooney can like can one of those guys just do something um, and you know not be a complete negative? Um, I, I'm taking me, but I you know. Adam has a lot of studs that are fully capable of going off, so it's not a decisive win, I don't think. No, it's decisive. you got a dub. <laughs> okay. I'm yep, um, here to boost it up. I appreciate that. Uh, let's talk about uh, Nick Ruth is taking on Stefan this week. Um, projected to be a pretty big Nick blowout, but you know we've seen Stefan's team um, kind of surprised. Um but he is down to just one quarterback this week. You know, how, how are we feeling about the matchup for Stefan?
1: Um, it's ugly.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: G-Law, I think it's going to go be is fantastic. Cup gets targets. Kelsey's going to get targets. Evans is going to own the, own the, the share there. Saquon against Washington is going to be a good piece. The, the Herbert Allen sled against Travis Kelsey is going to be great. Um, there's too many Tampa Bay pieces on Stefan's side: Baker, Rashid White, um, Curtis Godwin,
0: ugly. And Chris I don't Godwin. Really, yeah,
1: Chris Godwin. I don't even know the fucking
0: Mike Wilson is. Um, which goes to He's show a you. Rookie for the me. Arizona Cardinals.
1: Yeah. Yep. Addison, I think, is a is a great uptick. You hate, but it's against San Francisco. San Francisco, so you hate it. No, this is this is nicking it the away.
0: Yeah, I'll go with Nick as well. I mean, Nick, you know, doesn't. I'm trying to think. He's got Thielen on a buy, Garrett Wilson on a buy, um, but I don't even know if those were guys he'd consider starting depending on the matchup. Um, it's it's Nick this week. Um, the only way I think things get funky is if you know. Does Trevor Lawrence miss Thursday? That's kind of up in the air. You know, do we see Saquon Barkley? You know, something flare up. Um, But it's it's neck. You can't really. Yep. Agreed. All right. Last matchup. Um, this one I think is intriguing because, you know, we have Kevin taking on Armand. Um, just again, Kevin right now is you know top of the division. Um, can he get back on track? You know, for Armand, he's right in the fourth spot. Can he keep pace with the rest of the people in the Avengers division. Um, Armand is the favor on paper right now. Uh, but how do you see that playing out, Dan? Miami versus Philly. Yep. And Philly's defense,
1: fun fact, I don't know if you know this, Is not great. It's not great, no. Tua, Mostert, and Hill can kill you. I mean, this. this offense is the best we've seen since the Rams. Yeah. With all those weapons, Kirk's going to go up against New Orleans on Thursday. Hate Thursday, but love the matchup against the Saints. Goff against Baltimore is going to be the tough sled. But McLaurin plays the Giants. Great matchup. Sutton against Green Bay. Great matchup. Waller against Washington. A little bit tough sled, but don't feel bad. Jonathan Taylor against Cleveland is a tough sled. But the problem is, is that this Armand side... Has too many good options to where the Puka Nakua Matthew Stafford staff is not going to be good. Kenneth Gamewell is still not a thing. And I hate that it's a starting piece to it. Jarek McKinnon is not the starter. Sam Howell's been great and he can explode against the Giants. But the problem is, is that Scary Terry's playing on the other side.
0: Yeah. This is an Armand win. Yeah, I mean, I think for Kevin, it's that second running back spot, um, which right now is McKinnon slash Gainwell. It's 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 not great um, with, you know, Herbert being injured and, you know, even Singletary on a bye. Like, I think if Kevin wants to contend in the playoffs, you know, he needs another running back. Um, and then obviously, you know, that last flex spot, like right now, it's Kenneth Gainwell. That's just not a great option um but again i don't know if you know kevin has better options that exist on his bench um so he's in a real tough spot right now um and you're right armand's team is just it's clearly the superior team um it has just more talent right now um and it's you know in a better position matchup wise that you have to go with armand's team but i think you know for kevin and really you know everyone in the justice league like how can you position yourself to get wins? Um, right now, <laughs> I'm taking everyone in the the Avengers or the, oh, it's, the Avengers yeah, division. it's it's ugly. You know? It's
1: fucking stupid. And the only time that I picked me is yeah. out of principle. Yep. And that's where, like, I mean, this again, we talk about point spread. This could yeah. be another eleven and one matchup with the fact that I just win my matchup, mm-hmm. and that could be the big difference to it. So, this is, again, where we could see the the calf come before the camel, or the chicken hatch before the egg, or the fucking rice cooked before it's chewable. Um, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is where it comes down to it. And I mean, Zane and I are separated by less than a point, so we shall see.
0: <sighs> it's, if Zane goes on a winning streak, my mind just gets... Zane get on a winning streak is going to fucking kill me. Yeah.
1: Like, I might actually contemplate, like, just going straight vegan. No, I could never (laughs) fucking do that. No. I love steak and lamb and fucking ham too much. Also, like, for those of you that don't know, I'll give you a little fun fact into my life. Let's hear it, yeah. I like my bacon raw. Like, barely cooked, 30 seconds aside, the best fucking shit in the fucking world. I buy a pig with with Nick. um, It's delicious, but crispy bacon. You're a fucking cocksucker.
0: I love crispy bacon. Oh, oh sorry. The, I hate to break it to K, but
1: that's life. Raw bacon is the best. Done. End of story. Close me out. Put me to bed. Go, go do your best life.
0: All right. Well, on that note, you know, Zane, I hope you make Dan become a vegan because I want to see it happen. Uh, Please pull off the win this week. Bye.